0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Snatched, a Gay Times original podcast. Each week, we'll be reviewing the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK season two, dissecting all of the drama and kaflama and speaking exclusively with the latest eliminated queen. My name is Sam Damshness, and I am the associate editor of Gay Times.
1: Girl, don't you dare, Undersel yourself, you are the Drag Race editor, the Drag Race extraordinaire. I mean, Miss Reddit, Miss Encyclopedia, Miss Wikipedia, they ain't got nothing on you. That's what I'm saying.
0: And that gorgeous voice you've just heard there is Umar Sawa, our fashion editor at Gay Times, who has styled many a queen for the pages of our magazine, and will be giving his critiques on the week's looks, along with plenty more tea, most likely. Umar, are you ready to get into the nitty and gritty of it all?
1: I mean, I'm ready. Are you
0: ready? Oh, 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 I'm ready. Are you ready? I
1: think I'm ready.
0: On this week's episode, the Queen's hosted their own daytime talk show, Morning Glory, before stomping the runway in a monster-inspired outfit. What an ending to that episode, Umar, right? Like, what the fuck?
1: I mean, I am speechless. I gobsmacked. I am speechless. Obviously, that doesn't make for a good podcast. I'm going to have to string a word or two. But ultimately, (laughs) flawed, gagged. Scooped, done, I shake him, all of that, and, and more.
0: Yeah, I'm slain. Um, I'm completely slain. Buffy's got me. I'm dead. I'm dusted. But let's talk about it later, however. Let's go through the episode because do you know what? There was so much drama. Um, and it was just so entertaining, this episode. I mean, it started off with an unexpected. Bang! Not because of Estina's elimination, but because of Ginny Lemon destroying Lawrence Cheney <laughs> out of nowhere when she said, "Will you let someone else talk?" For fuck's sake! My body just—I—I I went into fits of laughter.
1: I—I I don't know what happened. It literally felt like all of them were on heat. All of—all of them were on edge. I just it, it threw me for a fiddle. It was <laughs> out of nowhere. I think that was a good little introduction of where Ginny's head was at the beginning of the episode. And obviously, we're going to see that transpire into something later on. But yeah, I thought it came out of nowhere. Like, but then I was kind of glad. I think, Lawrence, I think Lawrence needed a little knocking down a peg or two. What do you think?
0: <laughs> I just sorry. I when I think about it, it just makes me laugh so much because of, it just came out of nowhere, and then Lawrence's face looked like she'd been. <laughs> she looked like she'd been smacked so fucking hard, and the rest of the contestants were like, "What on earth just happened? This is the most awkward thing in the world." <laughs> I I don't know because like when you're in that situation, you don't know how annoying someone is. So Ginny must have been really fucking irritated with Lawrence.
1: <laughs> I know. I mean, Miss Corona hasn't even bombed the workroom yet and it seems like everything's going <sighs> pear shape already so
0: and the drama didn't end there however because Tace then came for Tia the next morning and I was sad to see it because they're two of my favourites. Over the past few weeks we've seen Tear being attacked from all angles for being Baroness Basic but I didn't really expect it to come from Tace. Do you think she believes Tia is Basic or was she just upset that Estina went home?
1: I think a bit of both. I think it's at the stage of the competition where I think they're levelling each other up. And I think as much as there is a sisterhood going on, I think there is a competitive side that's coming out um, amongst some of the queens. And all it takes is one of those comments to throw a queen off her game. So I think there is a little bit of mental tactical play at hand. And we love to see it. I think Tia handled that pretty well. I think she was kind of giving the sass back. Finding her corner and also veronica piping up again that was interesting to see
0: yeah i love again how veronica was just not having any of that she will defend tia until the end umar would you do the same for me in that environment or would you just read me for filth would you would you tell me how it is
1: oh i mean <laughs> it's only episode four so i think i'll give you a friendly reminder I think I would steer you in the right direction. But ultimately, I mean, if there's only room for one of us on the lifeboat, um, I mean, I'm going to have to push you off.
0: <laughs> oh, you bitch. You're going you're gonna to get it later. I swear to God, I'm, I'm going to get you. OK, so mini challenge time. And it's a parody of the Great British Bake Off, aptly titled Fake Off, where the queens had to sell a delicious treat as if they baked it in their in RuPaul's words, love an oven. Uh, for me, this challenge just didn't work. Only a third of the queens really made me laugh. Did you have a good chuckle at this?
1: I mean, I think it was chaotic. It was it was kind of a tale of two halves. I think some of them were really overdoing it. And I think some of them didn't do anything at all. I think taste, that, that was a choice to see. You had queens <laughs> like Sister Sister and... Um, Ellie Diamond, I think, kind of fell flat in that moment. So I think when Bimini took the win, I think that was a smart choice because I feel like she didn't go down the toilet humor route. There was intelligence wrapped up in her delivery. So, yeah, I think out of a crop of what, womp, I think Bimini was the right choice to take it. What do you think?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Bimini went the whole political uh brexit humor in her words smart humor, and it just worked especially for right now it just
1: worked yeah and who knew who knew bimini obviously like bimini we've labeled her a fashion group but who knew she had depth in a political sphere like that's that's another layer to the bimini narrative that i like to see
0: <laughs> yes 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 i mean she definitely won that challenge and, and do you know what good for her she got the chance to you know Give herself the meatiest role in the main challenge, which was, as we said before, a daytime talk show, Morning Glory. And this week we've got the queen of daytime television, uh, Lorraine Kelly on guest judge duties. So what did you think of this challenge? Did you like it? I feel like you would have liked this one.
1: I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to be, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to step out of the arena of being just a ditzy, audience member and I'm going to get a bit sceptical <laughs> and controversial and conspiracy theorist. So I think... Aww. I think I laughed more at the queens that they were they were editing in <laughs> an unflattering way. So for me, I think I died at Ginny's chaotic weather, weather guard reporting. I thought that was an amazing moment. I thought... Obviously, Tia and Ahura stole the show. I think being an Essex girl <laughs> yeah. myself, I feel like it was very close to home. <laughs> and I've definitely seen one or two of those girls walking down the walking down the lakeside um, aisles or whatever you call it. So I think they had me floored. I gagged at that. But then I thought Queen's like... Um, I didn't think Veronica did too much of a bad job. I thought she delivered something... And then, who else was there? I think what's her name, Lorraine Kelly. I feel like obviously, like when you split the u k flag up in like the divisions, I feel like there was a lot of Scottish favoritism between Lorraine and Lawrence, so I think yeah i I don't know. I just i on the whole, it was chaotic. I like to see it, but I don't think I necessarily agreed in the way it was portrayed. What do you think,
0: yeah? Oh, God, I was just pissing myself throughout this whole thing. I mean, Ginny Lemon, she looked like Professor Trelawney and uh, Myrtle Snow from American Horror Story. And then she went this whole, like, Catherine Kim route. So it was, like, a really weird collaboration I didn't expect to see. It was just... It was just absolutely fucking mad. But I liked, like, how it failed and um, it didn't go right. I, I feel yeah. like that's when I laughed the most. The same for Veronica Green. <laughs>
1: No, definitely. And I feel like if it's meant to be improvisation, so that was the whole premise of the task, right? You're doing this presenting spiel, but your comedy needs to be off the cuff and it's improvisation. I thought Ginny threw in so many one-liners and reacted to all the elements that was thrown her way. Whereas I think other queens, in my opinion, like Tace and Bimini, I think that came across a bit scripted. And then you saw that a a lot with um, Veronica and and Sister Sister (laughs) where there was there was no fun. There was no element of improvisation. It was just very controlled and rigid. So, yeah. So what did you think, especially like the Veronica and Sister Sister partnership? We saw that kind of tense up later on. What did you think of their performance as a duo?
0: I thought it was one of the funniest fucking moments of the episode. Um, The bit that made me laugh so much is when Veronica afterwards was like, "Um, that didn't go well for me. That was not good for me. You did really well. And then Sister sister just looked at her and she was like, thank you.
1: (laughs) No, I I totally agree. But then I feel like... I thought Veronica stole the show in that duo, I think. I feel like... I mean, you're the queen of deadpan comedy. That's not my lane of comedy necessarily. But I thought Veronica gave a few—is it a quip? Like a, a quip? Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I just thought I just I love how when things fail, you know, when things fail um, in the challenges, <laughs> it really reminded me of you know um, Monica Beverly Hills, you know, with the sunlight on the skin. <laughs> 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 like you know when it fails, and it's just brilliant to watch
1: no definitely how did you find Lorraine Kelly as like as like the director on set how did you find her oh yeah she was great yeah love a bit of Lorraine Kelly
0: yeah yeah I, I, I would be happy with her as a main judge I think she she's really good yeah yeah I, I just laugh when she laughs I don't know what you were talking about earlier with the whole Scottish
1: alliance thing I have no idea what you're on about so can you just expand on that for me please I mean, not to get too controversial with it. I just think, but it's like, do you know what I, mean? I feel like it's like Irish people. It's like Louis Walsh on the X Factor, right? When he's directing okay. Westlife and Boyzone, it's like the Irish alliance. And Liverpudlian people have the same thing, where it's like you see a scouse per or like a Geordie and a Geordie. It's like a mutual connection. I feel like Lorraine was having that moment where obviously, like. Lawrence probably does remind her of like the local Scottish gays or someone from her childhood or whatever. So there's an immediate nostalgia and connection that makes her laugh. But then I don't think Lawrence made me laugh personally, but I'm not Scottish. (laughs) That's a very interesting
0: perspective. Thank you so much for sharing. You're Um, welcome. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that Lawrence did not make you laugh when she had that automobile accident? Well, when she squashed her vehicle.
1: No, I oh my god. Oh my god, you're, you're getting you're getting the tea out of me. I'm trying to be I'm trying to be Switzerland. Um I'll come on to Lawrence later on in the podcast. I don't think she Thank was you. um my favourite in the episode. That's what I'm saying at this stage.
0: Fine, fine. I'll let you just be quiet about Lawrence for now. Because we do have to talk about Tia and Ahura. again. You said, you praised how well they worked together. And rightly so. They were so funny. Ahura was giving me Katie Price. um, And I fucking loved it. Do you think she outshined Tia?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think she did. (laughs) I think even Tia recognized that. And I think... I mean, sometimes you have to be the Robin to the Batman, right? Like I think if it <laughs> I think if it's two strong lead women fighting <laughs> for that center spot, the whole thing can blow up in smoke. And also we saw that um friendship and restoration of the friendship throughout the episode. And I think that was nice for Tia to kind of give horror that breathing moment. And I don't think Tia faded into the background completely. I think we were more gagged as an audience because that's the first time we're ever seeing a horror really show those colors and give us comedy, act stupid, act a fool, and really throw herself in it 100%. So I think, I don't think Tia intentionally did it, but I think we, we saw more of a horror and I think that made her shine brighter in that duo. But I think both of them did a stellar job. A stellar job, yes, A yes. A stellar job. I would agree.
0: A stellar job. Yeah, they they were great together. And it was nice to see after weeks of conflict, their relationship kind of blossom. And in the workroom later, I got really emotional. <gasps> oh you my know, God, when, yes. Oh, I, I
1: had
0: tears, Uma. I
1: had actual tears. Yeah, because you, you said I was heartless in episode <laughs> two when you said I didn't cry over Cherry or something. And I'm like... I mean, I'm very, I give my tears sparingly. So I think this episode, um, I, I, yeah, it was a gut punch when Uhura was in the confessional crying thick tears. Like, it wasn't just a teardrop. These were thick waterfalls coming out of her eyes, having that, and also I called it because I said we are going to see the ice cream melt eventually and we did and I think her telling that backstory Right, do you want a medal? I want several medals. Um, I, I want a PhD in psychology, that's all I want. Um, I think seeing her kind of talk about the emotional things she's seen in her past that's made her guarded and why she doesn't have that many drag queen friends and that's why her first line of defense is to attack and lash out. Um, I think it was a nice moment and I think who better to kind of soak that up than Tia, do you know what I mean? And do you know what, so much respect
0: to horror because when she was speaking with Tia and she apologized for what she said about her in her past, she admitted every single thing she said to her. She didn't sugarcoat it, do you know what I mean? She didn't leave anything out. Um, and then she called out her h- hypocrisy. You know, that was that was how you do an apology. So I think she's really redeemed herself in the eyes of the audience, you know, who may think that she is a villain. And now I think Ahura and Tears' relationship is on the rise. I mean, what a duo. I love them together.
1: What a duo. Um, no, I agree. And I think, I just think it was nice to see that side of Ahura and... It just shows you, like, there's always a reason behind people's actions. And I think sometimes the people that are the loudest or the most brash, they're probably going through the most sensitive things. And I think um, it was nice to see that. And I think it's interesting to see where that goes and how she's going to develop as a team player and how she'll integrate more with the queens as the season goes. So, yeah. Yeah. So proud of a yeah. horror.
0: Oh, claps for a horror. Uma, clap.
1: No, I don't Are you want clapping? To no. <laughs> <laughs> I've already said it's here or here. Um, I'm not clapping.
0: All right, all right. Fine, fine. Just be heartless then. We also had a nice tender moment in the workroom with Sister Sister and Ginny Lemon uh, when Sister Sister was talking about her insecurity, saying she's been holding back. This, these producers—they are just giving it to us, aren't they? Because as soon as it happened, I was like, "That's it. They're in the bottom two. They're gonna put them against each other." Did you see that
1: coming a mile off? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in on Sister Sister because I feel like Ooh. in the previous episode you were like, "We haven't seen much of her. Like she's kind of the enigma of the showroom and um, the workroom." And to be honest, I feel like she should have stayed the enigma of the workroom because. I just felt there was a lot of calculation in Sister Sister's head in this episode where it was like, no, Veronica didn't force you to choke up and not say anything. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like all throughout the episode, she kind of made Veronica feel bad and guilty for kind of messing up the duo or kind of overshadowing or ruining Sister Sister's part in the duo but I, honestly I just feel like that was on Sister Sister like speak up girl like this is your moment like if you want it get it and I feel like that whole sob story was just her kind of I don't know I feel like it was just her kind of cushioning the impending failure <laughs> is that too harsh I don't know but yeah I, I wasn't here for it I can I, I, I will allow one sob story an episode but that's all I will allow
0: Wow, okay, yeah, all right. Um, I'm going to use this opportunity to go for an ad break because that was very, very harsh. We'll be back right after this. Did you know that Gay Times Plus members get more from the world of Gay Times? <gasps> I did not. Tell me more. They enjoy the full, unseen Censored episodes of Snatched. I mean, us uncensored sounds like trouble, but let's go. We're adding more benefits all the time, and the memberships are available anywhere in the world. And we love an international hunt. So make sure you sign up and join our growing community of LGBTQ plus people just like you. Learn more and sign up at GayTimesPlus.com. That's GayTimesPlus.com. Click, click. All right, so now it's time for the runway, Umar, and this week it's a monster mashup. Um, I have my favorites. Well, I actually have my one specific favorite, but I want to gauge your thoughts. What did you think of this week's main stage presentations?
1: Oh, so I mean, the theme was was it monster ball, monster what monster mashup or something? Monster mashup, and there was supposed to be
0: some kind of reveal or something. I swear, RuPaul said it was meant to be like a a reveal runway as well, but I didn't really get that except for a horror.
1: Well, I don't, I don't know. I feel like some of the looks were cute and some of them were scary for all the wrong reasons. Firm faves, I think Veronica. Wow. I mean, who thought, who thought Miss Piggy and Medusa would have a crossover moment?
0: Umar, do you know what this reminded me of? Do you know what it reminded me of? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you know, in that So Raven, when Raven and Chelsea became cows? Yes. <laughs> Pathetic. We,
1: lo- <laughs> we love a niche reference. That's <laughs> all I um, can think of. Yeah, I've, I feel like what were the cow ears about? I mean, I'm not questioning it because I digested it and, learnt, and got my life from it. But I mean, it was Medusa. <laughs> it was Medusa, Miss Piggy, and a cow. Yeah. What a thrapple. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked, right? It worked. It worked. I mean, again, I think another layer, another gag moment for Veronica, and I think loved it. Following the snake theme, I think Tia really shocked me. I think oh. Oh, she yeah. came out with a concept and some thought behind the execution. And yeah, I thought, I don't know what it was. It looked like Jafar meets the Cobra King or something. <laughs> But again, (laughs) we love a crossover and it was a wow moment from Tia. And then I would say, to round off my top three, I would say, oh, it's a hard one. I mean, I loved elements of a horror's outfit. I love Bimini's Devil, Pamela Anderson moment. But how about you? Who did you get your life from?
0: Usually I have like a few favorites, but this week I just think Veronica came out on top for me. I just can't stop thinking about that look. I just loved that so much. I really like Bimini as well, the whole Pamela Anderson meets devil vibes, and I did like Ellie's goblin werewolf, and Tia's medusa, uh, you know, skeleton priestess thingy-majiggy, um, but other than that I didn't, I didn't really feel much. I love taste, but I feel like she could have gone a bit further with her Bride Frankenstein look. It wasn't, Reading much monster to me, um, it, she could have looked uglier.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you had the top queens that really pulled all the stops out, and I think you had queens like Sister Sister, which literally was just like bandages. You had Taste, gorgeous in the face, um, but again like a bedsheet, and then you had Lawrence giving. I don't know what the hell Lawrence was giving me. I feel like she was giving me. I don't know, like a bloody nurse? I don't know. She described it as
0: Sweeney Todd and Silence of the Lambs and Texas Chainsaw.
1: No, she looked like a mess.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So what did you think of her taking the win? Okay, now I'm going to get into it. I feel right. like, okay, this is... I, I mean, none of these queens are ever going to want to meet me now because... <laughs> Uh, No, in all honesty, I feel like a win's a win. And if that is what happened in the moment, it happened. I just think with Lawrence's wins this week and last week, I mean, there's no build-up to the win throughout the episode, right? Like, I think her emotional arc isn't... It's not strong anymore. I think a lot of queens are taking that centre stage, sharing their stories, sharing layers of their drag having a lot of the screen time throughout the episode. And then you get to the verdict of her taking the win and it never feels satisfying because you haven't been taken on the ride. And I feel like if a horror, who I think should have taken the win, if a horror had won that moment, you've gone through the whole episode leading to that euphoric ending. And I just feel like with Lawrence's win, you never get a sense of like, oh my God, like, yes. I just think... She just gets the badge and we just move on with our lives. Yeah.
0: I mean, I do think she was really hilarious in The Challenge. I do. I was I was cackling, right? But horror, for me, just won that whole episode. Who would have thought that she could have pulled out comedy like that? Improv, improvisational, Improvisational improv comedy like that. I was just flabbergasted.
1: So I really think she should have won. I think... Have the judges lost their goddamn minds? Yeah, they have. I think they have, <laughs> to be honest. I think even the Queen's reactions and a horror face, I think it kind of said everything, where it was like, again, it doesn't feel satisfying. It doesn't feel like the obvious choice. And I think it throws all the Queens off. But like I said, in Lawrence's defence... I mean, she is com she is comedy, right? And I think she's aligned her humor really well with RuPaul's taste and level of humor. And I think once you won Ru and Michelle over in that sense, you're onto you're onto a winning streak. So I can't fault her too much. I mean, she's doing what she's meant to do and it's paying off. But I just think personally, no.
0: Were you surprised with the bottom 3, Veronica, Sister Sister and Ginny? Did you think that was deserved?
1: Yeah, uh, no. No. I think I would have spared Veronica, but I would have put Ellie Diamond in the in the bottom 3, I think. Um I mean no fault of her own, but I think again she kind of she her and sister sister, I think. They experienced the same fate where they just fell to the background and they got a bit tongue-tied and choked up and didn't really deliver something to to the task. So I think for me, I would I would I would have sent Ellie Diamond in the bottom three and spared Veronica. Wasn't it interesting to see Tia in Untucked because obviously rewind a couple of episodes of ago, Veronica was hellbent in defending Tia. And even in the beginning of this episode, she was really like team Tia. And then Tia, we love Tia, but Tia in Untucked in this episode was like, yeah, Veronica was the weakest, send her home. I thought that was a very interesting turn of events and tables. What did you think of that? Yeah, I was a bit surprised at that too. I mean, I don't think Tia was trying
0: to... Rec- Like throw Veronica under the bus, I think she was just being honest because Veronica was the worst in the challenge. Do you know what? The the whole gag was Veronica and the way she reacted to Ahura saying, you know, actually trying to be supportive um, and saying that she should stick to what she knows and then Veronica lashing out. Um, What did you think of that moment?
1: I don't agree. I think Veronica for me didn't do the worst in the challenge I think there were definitely more contenders to be in the bottom three like Ellie Diamond and Sister Sister definitely so yeah I agree I don't think Tia was coming from a shady perspective but yeah I think it's funny that moment with the horror it's like the one moment where she's actually giving sisterly support um, it just was shot down so imagine I can imagine her she's like wow fuck my sincerity right <laughs>
0: Yeah right okay well enough chit chat because Umar I'm dying to get onto this lip sync all right this oh my god this lip sync so it's sister sister and Ginny Lemon and they're battling it out to keep me hanging on by Kim Wilde and Ginny she bends the herself she Charlie hides herself
1: but in a whole different way by just leaving the stage when I tell you flawed I was flawed. I mean, it must be the first time in drag race history that's ever happened. And I feel like what was crazy about the moment, which was more shocking, was there was no dramatic build up. There was no like intense reaction shots and zoom ins of RuPaul and the Queens all gagging and screaming and crying. It just was like a blink and she's gone kind of moment, which kind of threw me across the room and out the window, to be quite <laughs> frank. Um, with you, what did you think of <laughs> Rupaul and Michelle and Alan's response to it? Because they they, they they didn't really address it. They were just like, you know what? Avert our eyes onto sister, sister, and, all, and let's all just clap and laugh. So how, how did you feel it It panned out? Panned, it, panned out.
0: How did I think it panned out? Okay, well, I... Oh, it's difficult, you know, because I think on one hand... RuPaul was thinking do you know what Ginny how dare you I've given you this opportunity and you've just come in and messed it up just like Valentina did like she was so angry at the Valentina moment you know um but then on the other hand I think in her head she was like oh I'm gonna get that 20th Emmy or how many she's bloody got on her shelf at the moment she was loving it she was like this is good TV like thank you Ginny Lemon thank you very much (laughs)
1: Interesting that you're taking a cynical um perspective on this. I agree. I just think we all know when RuPaul does have those moments of wake up Pearl or Valentina take off the mask or a double elimination get on my face. Like RuPaul can be very scary, very quick, and I just think there's something about the British Isles that puts RuPaul in a very jolly um. <laughs> A very jolly um <laughs> mood. So I think she was probably thinking, let me not bring the forces of drag hell onto the main stage. Let's keep it fun, let's have a Kiki. Um and yeah, I just think she probably thought, Ginny, if that's what you want to do, good on your hand. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> and um, it is sad to see Ginny. It's sad to see Ginny exit like that because I think it was weird because I I don't think Ginny was running out of steam or because all throughout the episode there were comments like Michelle was like we've seen all that Ginny can bring and then at the beginning of the episode Ginny was like oh I've tapped out or whatever but in my head I was like there's so many more things Ginny could have brought yes the fashion and the aesthetic and the physicality of Ginny might have come to an end but i think there's so much more she could have brought and a lot of comedy factors so it's gonna be sad to see her go
0: well she's made history as the first queen to just walk off the stage so she's going to be cemented in drag race fame forever all right so i had a chance to speak with ginny you know as i do every week this is how the podcast goes guys i spoke to ginny and here's what she said are you guys ready to gag because you're gonna gag listen to this Right, let's get chatting. Ginny, that was iconic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Oh, I spilled tea everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that's how iconic it was. I'm spilling me tea. <laughs> Literally. I mean,
0: when you well, told me... You, I
2: mean, they did ask for an icon, didn't they? They did ask for an icon. Mm-hmm. So an icon you shall get. Yeah, uh, You only get what you ask for. If you don't ask, you don't get.
0: Exactly. I mean, when you told me that this season of Drag Race UK was madness before, you really weren't lying, like, at all.
2: Well, it's because I knew. No, I wasn't lying. I knew that it was absolute shenanigans, the madness, the, like, this series is completely and utterly bonkers. I think it rewrites the rule of all Drag mm-hmm. Race seasons that's gone before it. Yeah. I think this is the one where it kind of... And also the people need it. The people are mm-hmm. desperate for it. So mm-hmm. any salacious entertainment we can give them, I more than gladly give.
0: Yeah. I mean, I already thought this was one of the most entertaining episodes in history before the lip sync. And then yeah. that happened. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. It was bloody brilliant. Good. Just
2: making television,
0: darling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love that you did it because it's 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 just one of the most iconic moments in history already. But please
2: tell me what yeah. why did why did you do it? Well, the truth is, if you want the truth, is I actually went off to make a cup of tea before I did my lip sync. <laughs> and by the time I come back, all the lights were out and I thought, what's <laughs> happened? So I was only going to get a cup of tea. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. RuPaul has never said Ginny Lemon sachet away, so I'm technically still in the game. So I don't know what the big hoo ha's about.
0: I mean, that's true. I didn't hear anything um, about you not coming back to the competition. So next week, we no, see you next week. I,
2: mean, I couldn't possibly say, could I? Come on, you can't <laughs> trap me up like that, Sam. Come on, you pay extra for naughties.
0: <laughs> so please tell me what was going through your mind as you left the stage, other than making your,
2: your cup of tea? What was going through... Well, there was a million a million things going through my mind. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that. <laughs> and also, I'd had a dream, a premonition, and that was the right thing that I should do. I'm not saying too much, but I mean, look at my outfit. Look what happens. You know, mm-hmm. maybe I predicted it. Who knows? Maybe I had that dream. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. So I'm, the reason I did it is because I had to stick with my integrity. I went on to that show to to fuck it up, to break the binary, and mm. to be punk, you know? Yeah. I didn't go on there to... I'm glad I did. I'm glad I went on there and, and showed an emotional side of myself, but I was never expecting that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if the judges aren't eating up what I'm serving, then I'm going to bugger mm-hmm. off home. I'm knackered. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I am knackered. So I wanted yeah. to go home. I didn't want to fight. And also, I'm not going to play the rules of, mm-hmm. of the game. There's no way. Like, I've never played by the rules. I'm not going to start now. Yeah.
0: I mean, I love that when you compare it to other lip syncs you know that are in the same realm like valentina and ben de la creme and <coughs> charlie Hydes. they all still stood there and did How something dare you. but you How dare
2: you?
0: <laughs> but you were just like you know what i'm off i'm going i'm out
2: <laughs> yeah i couldn't be asked <laughs> like come on like i was amazing week after week i was funny i was glamorous <laughs> i was sexy i gave them everything that they yeah. wanted they just didn't want it they did mm. not fancy a slice so I no. thought well this slice is going home see you later Nana see you later
0: <laughs> I mean personally I think you did a fantastic job in the challenge I mean you were giving me like myrtle snow meets Kath and Kim and I was just dying
2: with laughter thank you thank you I mean I mean the fact that I was in the bottom is a shock isn't it let, let me just say I don't know whether Ru would skipped her HRT or even in primrose I don't know what mm. happened that day maybe the sweetener wasn't in the coffee <laughs> but um you know, I forgive her as one, one icon to another. Sometimes it's yeah. just so hard to be an iconic that you can't recognise pure talent when you see it. Mm-hmm. So I say to Rue, get a new prescription and recognise this talent, or I'm buggering enough.
1: Oh, my God. Just like her exit, that interview has just left me speechless. So you ain't going to hear a peep at me from now on. but well, maybe until <laughs> next week.
0: All right. (laughs) Well, do you know what? Ginny will be missed after that iconic exit. If you want to hear the full interview in which she spills all the tea on her decision to walk out and, of course, who she would have done for the franchise's staple Maxi Challenge Snatch Game, you can sign up to Gay Times Plus now. On next week's episode, the top eight queens will get a shock announcement from RuPaul, who tells them that because of the global coronavirus pandemic, they all have to sachet away until they can safely return. I have a feeling we're in for a rollercoaster ride. Once again, thank you for joining Umar and I on Snatched. We'll have more unfiltered tea next week from the fifth eliminated queen. Umar, say bye. 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 Snatched is a Gay Times original podcast. Subscribe and listen to more episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you're following at Gay Times on all major social media platforms for the latest LGBTQ news, culture, and entertainment. Loved this episode of Snatched? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Finally, make sure you check out Gay Times Plus, our membership platform for everyone in our community. And remember, you can find more information at GayTimesPlus.com.